Welcome to Two Idiots in a Blanket. Hey, besties. Up, idiots. Welcome back to Two Idiots in a Blanket. I'm Jenna. And I'm Rhea. I know we said we were going to be talking about clean slash dirty romances, but sometimes life does not work out. And today is one of those days. Also, yeah. um, I wanted to give a quick shout out to our very first review right to me and was like, is this you? And I was like, no, it's not. It's actually somebody. <laughs> so ACD, uh, CA. I don't know if that means you're from California, said, yes, let's please normalize talking about the good and the bad in our relationships. The dynamic between you two is electric and extremely entertaining. Well done. If that was you, slide in our DMs, please. We would love to connect with you. And their title of the review was Be There for the Good. And they are there for the good. And you know what? It's the first five-star review. So if you're there, if you are listening ACDCA, please reach out if you're comfortable because we would love to talk to you. Oh, that was so cute. I love that review. I'm like, oh, that's... Brace it. Who's this? <laughs> I was like, that's not me. That's actually someone. Anyways. Anyways. So my computer is dying. So we're going to get this. It's going to be a little bit shorter and a little bit deeper of a topic. Today, we are talking about anxiety and the fear of change. Oh, no. And you know what? You would do it too for a check. Actually, I wouldn't. And I, I mean, I talk about it for a check. I don't. I wouldn't put myself through it for a check. No, I absolutely wouldn't. But I do have an enemy that you know how they say, um, like you wouldn't. I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. Oh, I absolutely would. Really, I would wish this feeling of uncertainty and anxiety on my worst enemy, and I would also wish, um, UTI constant UTIs that cannot be fixed by antibiotics. That's. Yeah, that's a good one. That's foul for sure. I like she's one of the only people I genuinely hate. And I'm so glad that she's out of my life and that it's not the topic of this podcast. But she <laughs> is not going to be listening to this uh, ever. And that's good because I hate her anyways. So um, I think we should start kind of with a brief overview of where we're both at. Where in mental health check <laughs> mental health mental health check episode baby <laughs> so um my boyfriend that we've spoken about almost every episode of the podcast if you're listening hey, hey. is leaving for the air for swamp womp oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> right 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 Right. And uh, he will be gone for four years, but the next four he'll be able to live a normal civilian life unless they call him into war, God forbid. And um, we are going to stay together. And we we did long distance for our entire relationship, so this should be this shouldn't be too different. But it is um, for full full disclosure. I hate change. I can't stand change. Yeah. It's one of my Achilles' heels, definitely. And the thing about the issue with my boyfriend is that I've known about it for months. So I've had to just sit and deal with life knowing what's going to happen. It's like when people say, would you rather know when you're going to die or would you rather just die and not know? Right. It's crazy because it's like 
honestly, I wish I wouldn't have known. Like it, I thought I'd have time to prepare myself, but it's my last week with him before he goes to basic for two months. I don't think I can talk to him at all. Um, and it's just, I also full disclosure, I'm having a lot of mood swings. Yeah. And so it gets really rough because even pretty girls have anxiety. And I just think that that's really important. If you saw our latest photo shoot, um, that was all Rhea's direction. She came equipped with Pinterest. And honestly, I don't know what I would do without you in general, but also on this podcast. Because <laughs> Rhea's always like, so are you going to do this thing? And I'm like, mm, that's so funny because I did say I do it tonight, but I didn't. And so you yeah. always pull through. And I know I say this every episode, but I just want to make it very clear that Rhea is the heart and soul of this podcast <laughs> and i am forever indebted to you anyways so yeah um i've never been a fan of change and the thing is like people are always like well use your coping skills well what happens when your coping skills don't work do they fail sometimes i think like I, okay so full transparency for both of us i think you're totally fine if i say this if not we'll cut it out but <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah we are both in therapy no i'm so open you want to yeah. like yeah i love yeah. my therapist same oh my god yeah so we're both in therapy and i am a big advocate for it i know it's hard I think everyone should have therapy there's yeah. a lot of low-cost options like better help if you go to psychology yeah. today there's a lot of low-cost options i think everyone should mandate it be in therapy yeah anyways percent i it it but it is interesting because we're at a time where i think because of how inundated we are with information we have this really incredible but also debilitating ability to kind of self-diagnose ourselves yeah. with different things especially with uh, tiktok like yeah my my old boss said she figured out she had adhd when she was watching tiktoks and was like oh my yeah. god like i have this problem and this is a shout out to the u.s healthcare system also for not right. being there for people and having people have to rely on people on the internet to figure out that they have like a learning disability or a disability yeah it's and so it's really a weird time I think to I honestly forgot where I was going with that see and that's on just being not tired right exhausted <laughs> um but back to therapy back to therapy because therapy's great everyone should do it um we both talk a lot with our therapists weekly right <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I see mine twice a week. She's super great. I don't think she listens to this podcast because I don't know if that's ethical. But if you are listening, hey. I, I kind of hope our therapists listen to this podcast and see our growth. Oh, my God. That's where I was going with it. <laughs> um, is that, okay, so because we have so much information and it's easy to self-diagnose, I think that when a lot of people are like, oh, I don't need therapy because I know exactly what's wrong with me, right? And I spent a lot of time in therapy where I'd go in and I'd be like, oh, yeah, I do this thing because in childhood this happened. And, like, this is why I'm doing the thing that I'm doing or this is why I am the way I am. And she'd be like, oh, you could take my job. Right. And I'm like, yeah, ha, ha, ha. Oh, wait, like, just because I'm aware does not mean I'm okay. How do I Exactly. Do and I think for me, one of the other things is just like, Raya, I'm extremely self-aware. So yeah. on basically any given day when I'm having some sort of crises, I can tell you exactly why I'm feeling it, except for when I went through a really great time where I was dissociating like every single day. And I was like, Rhea, like, I'm just feeling nothing. And you were like, slight. <laughs> like, exactly. Right. right. Cause I get And so it's like when now I've, I've graduated to being emotionally paralyzed, which is uh, a little bit more fun. 
Um, I'm saying that sarcastically because I no longer not feel. I do feel. I just not as strongly. But it's one of those things where I'm very self-aware. And even in therapy, my therapist is like, you know where this is coming from. Your mind is just super powerful at telling you you can't handle it. And I love, love, love my therapist. I've been in therapy since I was in the third grade, which was when I was diagnosed with ADHD and depression and anxiety and um, mood, a mood disorder. So it all happened at once. And my therapist, I've gone from therapist to therapist because I've moved from school to school. And then I moved to Northern California from LA. And um, so I have my fair share of therapists and my therapist now is, is absolutely incredible. Shout out to her if she's listening. But it's one of those things where it gets really frustrating when you've been in therapy for so long, and Rhea has as well, when yeah. people's default is like, well, what makes you feel better? And you're sitting there and you're like, actually, nothing. I right. normally, I used to, so me and Rhea both do music. We both write music and we both produce music. Um, I used to write constantly, all the time. And then I took a huge break. And then I came back and I'm not really able to write anymore because it's just so hard. And that was a huge outlet. My therapist was always like, just write a song about it. And it was true. Like it, it really helped. And then, um, so then I turned to reading and I would like obsessively read all these different books, which we do talk about quite often. And, um, they, it comes to a point where they don't bring me joy anymore. And it turns into more stress. I text you this all the time where I'm like, I can't read but I also yeah. have nothing else. So I'll watch YouTube videos because I'm a gamer grill. I do <laughs> I do not play video games. I observe people playing video games and I am not ashamed of it. I love it. It's a great way to pass the time. And uh, sometimes that doesn't work. So then I'm literally stuck just like sitting there suffering. Yeah. I mean, for me, like you said, we both write music. I also did, you know, script writing and I wrote a lot of music. Which is past tense. She does oh <laughs> yeah well does she she hasn't written in a while and that's and that's a big thing is like when I was going through something tough I'd, I'd write a movie about it or an episode about it or I'd write a song um but also music is my job now and writing is my job now yeah and it's not a comfort anymore it's become kind of you have to do it yeah and so the other outlet was dance and I haven't been to a dance class in a minute and I kind of feel shitty about that but also when I think about going back I'm like well I've been out of it for so long right. that like caused me more anxiety to go back it's just the energy that it requires to like when people there was a time in my life recently where people were like we'll find a new hobby and I was like that's a really dumb thing to say to me because nothing sounds good right now absolutely right. nothing I hated my job I was like not happy and then I recently got a new job that makes me feel a lot better and has significantly boosted my serotonin intake but it's still like there's this overwhelming feeling of like unsatisfaction that I think is pervasive in both of our lives and every single day it for me specifically like it changes and I'm really like I told Ray literally today I'm at the mercy of whatever happens during the day like I literally it this literally like it's it's one of those things where when you no longer have agency over how you feel and your emotions and it's just up to the surroundings around you, which are already questionable and ever-changing, how do you cope with that? 
can you? Right. right. <laughs> my, you suffer. Right. Yeah. My therapist asked me, she was like, hey, like, because she's, she always wants to make, I'm really good at masking my emotions. Yeah. Um, and like, it takes a lot for me to visibly show my anxiety, yeah. visibly show depressive episodes. Um, and I've been trying to get better at it because I, I think by telling people like, hey, like I'm going through it, maybe someone else can help pull me out. Right. Um, Which takes a lot of strength also to be able to be vulnerable before this episode. Uh, Rhea, we FaceTimed and she was like, do you need to talk before we open the yeah. podcast? And it was like, sometimes it takes that friend that you're just like, like I literally texted her and I basically said, I don't think I can do it tonight. Like I'm not in a good place. And she was like, well, why don't we just talk about that? Like instead of faking it and trying to make because we are having so much fun so much fun doing this podcast for you guys yeah. and I think it's great to see the you know everyone listening to them and we see the stats and it makes us so happy and I text Rhea basically daily oh my god can you believe we have a podcast <laughs> and people actually listen to it which is right. so crazy because when we started this I think we both didn't expect it and we're not like internet overnight superstars but like we have a we have like people that follow us and or listen to us and we have this great review from HCDCA like <laughs> it makes it all worth it and so I think one of the things that is crucial about like anxiety and and coping skills is like sometimes you need that person to reach out or to even just say hey I'm not doing great and explain why you're not around and when you yeah. I think one of the things that's helpful for me, I was talking to my friend Alex and like sometimes she's like, I don't know exactly how to help you. And for me, my biggest coping skill is talking. Yeah. So I love talking about not okay, not love, but like it helps me get all of my emotions out when I talk to someone, which is why therapy is so good for me. But sometimes you have friends that are like, I can't handle that. And I want to say that is okay. Like if you are a friend who someone reaches out to you and they're like, hey, I'm really going through it and you're also going through it, you cannot pour from an empty cup. Yes. You cannot help them. And I know people say this all the time, but you can't help them if you can't help yourself. And coming from someone who I feel like we both have done this where we know that to our core, we've experienced that burnout of having to be there for a friend and like crying while you're like, I'm so sorry, let's talk about it. Yeah. It doesn't serve anyone. It makes me angry because I sit there and I'm like, well, why am I helping you when I'm falling apart and you don't even know I'm falling apart because you're so focused on what's going on with you, which is unfair because my friends come to me for help. So I shouldn't yeah. be mad that they can't read my mind or read my text messages and understand that I'm feeling super shitty. So it's like, one of the things I think that is important is, like ACGCA said, I will never forget those four letters. Um, normalize the good and the bad. Yeah. I think – I have a question for you. Like, as I was going to say, my therapist asked me this, and I was like, <laughs> oh, the answer is sad. How many days do you wake up and you're like, I can't wait for today or this is a good day? Or have you? You once said to me – that you've never felt joy, you're just content. Or you're not happy, yeah. you're just content. Yes. And that really stuck with me. And in session, I will often say, you know, I'm not happy, but I'm content. And there is a difference. Difference. Mm -hmm. Because if you're genuinely happy 
for me, that means that everything is, it feels level because I do have issues of mood, like mood shifts. I don't have bipolar, but I do have a lot of mood shifts. I'm not manic either, but I just have a lot of ups and downs. And the thing is when, (laughs) when my therapist and I talk about finding joy in things, it's like, I'm not happy, but I'm content with where things are. And yeah. you said that to me maybe when we first started, like first started talking. Uh-huh. And that has stuck with me because I don't think I've had a day recently where I've had a sustained excitement. I might have woken up and been like, oh, I feel a lot better about going to work today than I did when I had my other job. But I right. don't, that excitement doesn't sustain all day. It drops. And then I crash at the end of the day because. I'm working so hard or things are so busy and I I can't catch my breath. And so I just, I think it's really important. I don't know. Do you have days where you wake up and you're like, I'm going to conquer this? Because I text you quite often and I'm like, today's canceled and it's like 9 a.m. I'm like, today is not happening. I don't think I have in a long, long time. Like I would say definitely years. Yeah. And it's not, and I want to make it clear because I think that there's this kind of idea that um like if you are if like you post that you're happy or things like I post a lot of happy things because I have a a lot of happy moments in my life but that does not mean you are happy I'm having happy moments but I'm not overarchingly happy also like nobody does want to see that like you know right (laughs) I'm not gonna post I might send Ray a picture of me crying in tears but I'm not gonna post it for my followers like and that's unfortunate but that's the world we live in it's just, and I used to say all the time to my therapist until I, I started saying, I'm not, um, I'm not happy. I'm content was I would always say like, I don't know how to be okay when things are okay, because yeah. I've spent so much of my life in fight or flight. Yeah. That I'm just sitting there staring at the ceiling, waiting for that other the shoe to, to drop. drop. And that's the thing is like. Suffocated by the okayness. Right. That is such a good that is such a good way of saying it. You are you are suffocated by the okayness. And I think that is – I'm currently waving a lighter around as if it was a <laughs> wand. The lighter is not on. I want to make it clear. But I am using it to emphasize my points. Um, a la Mike's mic with his different microphones that he uses when he talks. Exactly. Anyways, I think that's the thing is like being – like for me, I'm a very binary thinker in the terms of like, it is black or it is white. And I'm not talking about like racial relations. I mean, like things in general are either this, they're either that, there is no either or. It is one or the other. And a lot of the work I do is living in the gray area of like, it is allowed to be black and it is allowed to be white. You are allowed to be happy and you are allowed to be sad at the same time. You can be content about something going on but also scared and anxious about something else right and that's where I think people fall down the wayside is when they're not able to take both sides of the coin and they have to suffer with whatever their heart feels more comfortable with which is mostly default sadness there are some people out there that are lucky and are default happy but I do think that like Everybody has a moment. And I was going to say something. I don't remember what it was, but it was a really good point. And I'm bringing that up now because hopefully I'm stalling enough so I can keep remembering what I was saying. (laughs) But I think one of the things is like happiness is such a 
it, it is quite literally an abstract concept. It is not concrete. Concrete concepts are things that you can touch and feel, but abstract concepts are like colors and feelings, right? Happiness is such an abstract concept and it's different for every single person. So what makes me yeah. happy doesn't necessarily make and what makes you happy doesn't make me happy. And what's so hard about specifically with my boyfriend for me is like I said, I have to live in that gray area because when things go to shit, I try to control, which I know you also do. Yeah. But at what point are you controlling to keep yourself sane? And at what point are you controlling to just get by? Right. Yeah, it's a it's a weird thing. Sorry, my brain's in like 50 million different, but I think yours is too, so it's totally okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really trying to think about what I was saying because it was a really good point about <laughs> something, whatever, that just like, and I think one of the things that is really important for this podcast, I need, a, I need a pointer is what I need. I need a pointer. Yeah, maybe we should start standing up when we record the podcast and talk with professors. No, I think we should. Um, <laughs> I think one of the things is like, being open and honest and vulnerable is a is a very key part of both of our lore and just who we yeah. like to be because me and Rhea are a girl's girl like we mm -hmm. don't need to it is the energy we give off and I know this sounds like I'm definitely biased but I, I think people who know both of us can say confidently we are the people that are drunk in the bathroom with you at the club that you don't oh, even know oh, yeah. Are you kidding? And you're like, yeah, that man sucks. Like, he's awful. Like, leave, yeah. leave him. Like, yeah. you know, like, you don't need him. Like, you have us. And then we never see them again. But we yeah. very much have that energy. And I, and I think a lot of what happens is it gets hard when both of us are going through it. Yeah. Full transparency, it gets hard because there's only so much bandwidth we both have for each other. And we I've, – well, I've had to learn how to say no. And I've had to learn – which is which is really difficult. It's yeah. really hard to own your pain when your friend is also going through it. When yeah. oh, I remember what I was going to say. See, this is this is this is how my brain works. Um, wait, right. So okay. one of the biggest issues that I think I've had is that my things that stress me out, make me anxious, make me sad, are not solvable things. You cannot mm -hmm. solve fear you cannot solve anxiety you can cope and humans and i say this every single time i ever tell a friend anything i'm going through anytime till i'm blue in the face humans like to solve problems when they cannot solve problems is when they get stressed and confused and lost yeah the things that i go through similar to what you go through cannot be solved by one action it is like an, a mindset you have to develop. It is like an attitude you have to adjust. And so it's hard sometimes telling friends like, this is what I'm going through because there's no answer. You can't take a pill and become suddenly okay with change. Yeah, I wish. I wish, I wish, I wish <laughs> I could. And I, that is the biggest thing is like, because these aren't solvable issues, it can be really hard to talk about. Yeah. Because how are you going to solve being anxious about your boyfriend leaving you for four years? There's no way to solve that. And the thing I always say to you, but, and it's all, but I think every time I say it to you, it's like a reminder to myself is like, let's not cross the bridge until you get there. Yes. 
which is I always tell you this because like I try I try my darndest um to like keep all, both of our like fears at bay as right much as possible. um and I which knew you're that- really good at by the way <laughs> I knew this was coming but I, I just didn't want you to like stress out right. about it months because we weren't there like we weren't there right now we're there and now now like when you're texting me and you're like I'm dissociating I'm pan I'm like heard yes right do- because you're here, this is the bridge, you are crossing You it are now. crossing it now. <laughs> which I, that's the thing, is like, I appreciate that because I get in my own head a lot, which I know you do too. And we yeah. both, the thing about like, Rhea and I is that we are very, very, very similar in a lot of different ways. And I wouldn't say we're actually that different from each other. I think we no. express things in a different way and we've gone through different experiences but as a whole, like we've picked up pretty well, like how to like how to help each other. Right. So sometimes you'll literally just be like, real, heard, valid. And I'm like, that's yeah. all I needed. I did not need a paragraph solving this issue. I just needed to be heard. Like I just it's it's a little, you know, I think for anyone that's listening to this and is struggling with balancing friendships and life, I think. I'm 23. Rhea is 22. Yeah. And I'm all, my birthday is next week on the 18th of the, the month. Uh, it's my birthday. I'll be 24, <laughs> which is wild and wacky and insane. But the thing is, like, we are both so incredibly young. And we've both had the curse, which it is a curse. It's a blessing and a curse of being told we were advanced for our age. Wise yeah. beyond our years. And that really messes with people. Because... What I've learned after I grew up is like I was forced. I wanted so badly for people to say I was an old soul. So I forced myself to be wiser than I needed to be. And then I missed out on my childhood. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't I didn't have an option. It was just like Right. And sometimes it's out of necessity. And sometimes yeah. it's a it's like for for you, like I'm not gonna speak so much on your on your situation because I want you to do that, but it's like you were not faced with that choice. I yeah. was given a choice and I decided that I needed to be what everyone wanted me to be, which was this wise, precocious, bubbly little child, girl next door, Harper-esque, Harper from Wizards of Waverly Place. Like I, right. and I still have a little bit of that manic energy now, but I just know how to how to use it and, and control it. But I think when you're told when you're younger that you or you have to be there for people and grow up in ways that you don't you shouldn't have to which I think you can speak to it really stunts your emotional growth and when you're constantly being told that you're better than others there is a part of you that feels like you have to be yeah I mean I lucked out I mean my grandpa always said that there was this this kind of screwed me up but it also like made me better um he always told me that um no I was never going to be better than anybody else. Like there's someone who's always going to be better than yeah. me at the end of the day. So just try my hardest. Um, but yeah, as far as like being mature, um, my therapist, she's like, oh my gosh, you're so much wiser than you should be. Mm-hmm. I'm older than me, like significantly older than me just because like I relate to them a lot more. I have a more adult lifestyle. Right. Um, I, I, yeah, I was kind of in a lot of ways forced to grow up a lot faster. Yeah. And it was one of those things that like I still struggle with now and I need to check myself on this because this is a, a real problem that I have. I don't reach out to people because I'm convinced I can kind of do everything. You do that own. a lot. Yeah. Um, You'll be like, no, but I got it. I'm like, no, do you it. know? <laughs> no, and 
nine times out of ten I don't but I I spent so much of my life feeling like nobody fought for me and nobody was advocating for me right and the only person and I I constantly like back to the girls girl thing I will advocate for the fuck out of anybody who needs it right like I will have your like nobody else's business and I constantly feel like nobody has mine and it's people don't um and my therapist told me she was like it's so cute because like you make up all these problems that you don't even have and I'm like real also when they're like feelings aren't fact which is like so dumb to think about but it really is because like you I think people also misunderstand like when we say or when I feel like most people I think I can generalize and say that when people say they don't have anyone it's not that they don't have a support system it's that the act of reaching out is so different or difficult yes that it doesn't even seem like you can and that's the thing like Rhea and I both have really good groups of friends that we know, including each other, would drop anything or would do drop at the drop of a hat, be there for us at any yeah. at any point. And it's like, so why don't we use those people? Because the thing is, I just I get so scared that I don't look a certain way. Like right. I want to put together. I want to look like I have it together. Um, and then I am happy, and that's why I fake it a lot of the time. Um, because I want people to think that I'm happy and that I am fun to be around. But sometimes I don't fucking feel like I'm fun to be around. Right. And that's the thing that's like really hard. difficult is it's so hard because it's like you have to learn not only to be emotionally vulnerable with yourself, but then let other people in. Like, I'm just a girl. I'm just a little teenager. I am just oh. a little 23-year-old girl. You know those <laughs> memes that are like, but I'm just a girl. No, but I am. I, I am. though. And I just asking for help like I know it is totally a good thing and that I should do it but then if so this is the fun thing right so let's say I go into like a dissociative or depressive state which I did for a couple weeks and it was just not a great time for me it's not as fun as people make it out to me no because like while you're there you're like wow I like don't care about anything and then it hits you and you're like well why don't I care about anything oh shoot if I don't care about anything what does that mean for me personally um but yeah I I went to a dissociative state and like nobody text well you did end up texting me but I didn't talk to anybody there was a period I remember exactly what you're talking about we lost our streak on snapchat and I was like something is wrong (laughs) and you were like are you alive or like are you good and I was like yep fantastic but before you texted me I was like damn nobody cares like nobody gives a fuck no Raya you just didn't tell anyone that you were gonna fall off the face of the earth and cry yourself to sleep the whole day right like that is your fault entirely like your friends right. would texted you and been like let's go do something because the second I turned around and was like guys like I'm not suicidal yet but I'm getting there right Hell. everyone was like let's go out for ice cream let's do this right like, and I was like, you're sitting there like, nobody gives a fuck about me. Like, nobody cares. Because like, it's hard to reach out to people when you feel like it's not even being a burden. Because I think at this point in our lives, we have friends that are good enough to us that we we genuinely, at least for me, I don't want to speak for you, but like, I genuinely don't feel like a burden as much as I did when I was in high school. No, I, I feel way less like a burden. Oh, absolutely. It's just like the act of telling someone my biggest thing and my biggest like, like I said already, is because my issues aren't solvable, I feel like there's no point. Because what are you going to say that, I mean, actually, you say things that I haven't thought about, but in the general, <laughs> the general audience of like, what are you going to say that I haven't already thought about is, is the biggest thing for me that gets me the most. And I think that's un- like exactly what you said. It is unfair to assume your friends 
don't have the capacity to be there for you or yeah. it is unfair to think that they can read your mind and be like well Ray didn't ask me how I was even though in my text I sounded sad well what do you mean like that's not <laughs> and sometimes you... quirky like sometimes your friends know you well enough that they're like mm, something's off with that right or they'll check in with you and and you know but also sometimes you like don't want to talk about it you're allowed right. i'm giving you permission all you listeners out there i'm giving you permission not that you need it but you should want it because i no i'm just kidding i'm gonna i'm just <laughs> kidding you have the permission to be like I one of my favorite things about my friends is I can sometimes be like, look, I don't need any advice. I just need you to hear me out. I don't need you to solve anything. I don't need you to tell me it's going to be okay. I just want you to say, yeah, that sucks. Right. Commiserate with me. There's a lot of times where I'll look at you and I'm like, oh, no, like this is this is just bad. <laughs> like, right. Because I, I think that there is, like you said, there is this need to fix. Right. And I. Uh, call me a handyman. I'm trying to fix everything. She is Bobette the Builder. <laughs> she is Bobette the Builder. She wants to solve everything and every little problem humanly possible. Um, and I, I am my my biggest project. Like right. <laughs> um, but I will do anything. You know those people that are like have like six like projects at home, but they always start a new one. Right. That's me, That's me with like books. I literally am reading like maybe <laughs> four books at the moment right now at the same time. Like, I could be depressed as fuck, but if someone's like, I need help, I'd be like, oh, me? I'm, I'm right, so good. Right, like, right. No, I don't. What do you mean I was crying? I'm not. Like, no, Jenna I'm needs not. me. I'm fine. What tears? These puffy eyes? I'm high. What do you mean? Right. <laughs> it has nothing. It's like, a joke. I, it's a scam. It's, it's, a scam. it's a scam. I will put my self, like, project to the side. And then that also, like, though, unfortunately breeds this kind of um anger and hostility towards my friends which again because, is not because literally if you're like well they don't care but again yeah. they can't read your mind but when you're in that state you're like i wish she just knew that i was upset how dare she call me her best friend and not check in on me well what the like what is she th like i don't know She's out here working her little job and doing her little thing and right. I, like and if i were to text you and be like i'm going through it you wouldn't be like that sucks anyways like <laughs> Anyway, for, like my life. <laughs> oh, that's oh, she died. Oh, they died. Oh, oh, all right. It's giving Wendy Williams, like it, you know what I mean. Like it's not, it's not like that with us, with my friends. Like if I text them and I'm like SOS, this is not. I'm not okay. It's I get a phone call. Yeah. Also, if you guys don't have friends that wouldn't take you out to ice cream when you say you're gonna, <laughs> get better friends ditch your friends get ditch better friends and also like it is okay to want support it yeah. is okay to expect i have a thing where i like to expect a lot more of people than it is than is fair but it is okay to expect your friends to be there for you yeah because what else are they there for right to it support is. you and to be there for you and in that means whatever capacity they can one of the things that i don't remember where I learned this but it's like very like therapeutic language sometimes I'll say like do you have the capacity to like hear this right now and sometimes people will say the same to me and I have to be like no there is this fun little thing and maybe like maybe maybe I'll use this maybe I'll take this but there's a fun little <laughs> you live with someone or if you're like in constant contact because Jenna and I let's be honest we are in constant contact yeah I don't think there's like 
really yeah. a time. <laughs> I mean, even when I'm sleeping or you're sleeping, I'm like right. blowing up your phone. I think I sent you like 12 messages the other night. <laughs> oh, I, my favorite is when you fall asleep early, which is rare, but you sometimes you do it and you'll do like that, like 18 hour sleep. And I like, I go to, I go to bed after you. So I'm, st- I'm like texting you like 15 things. And then I wake up before and I'm like texting you like 25 things. And I'm, like, no, it's the thing. Or like what happens that's really lovely when your friends know you is I'll wake up sometimes at 7 a.m. Cause I have sleep issues and my sleep meds wake me up. And you'll be like, now why are you up? That's not right. My play is when I text you and I'm like I think you're gonna wake up at this time and, then and I get- do and I do it's crazy <laughs> our periods might not have synced up as well as I thought they would but like you will oh, fully be well they sometimes do you will fully be like hmm you're probably you went to bed at eight which means you probably actually fell asleep at nine and you probably set your alarm for nine in the morning but I'm gonna give you till 12 and then I text you at like 12 30 and you're like right <laughs> yeah. right and like you don't need like I think the friendships that I've cultivated and I think I or I truly believe you can say the same are really rare in the sense that we have people that would be there for us at the drop of a hat we got some four lifers for sure we definitely do and it is if you are in a situation where you feel like you don't have a friend that would do that I understand how rough that is, especially if you feel like it's one-sided, especially if you feel like you are the four-lifer and they aren't. And I think the thing is that's really tricky. If we can be there for you, we will. (laughs) Right. And the thing is, like, that's why when you say – sometimes I will say, like, do you have the capacity? And I do feel sometimes dumb because I'm like, girl, I don't care if you have the capacity. Like, (laughs) we need to talk about this. Which that's why Snapchat's great because then I can get to it when I'm mentally there. Exactly. As opposed to like me and Rhea, and I feel like a lot of people can relate to this. We have conversations on four different, three, (laughs) occasionally four different apps because sometimes I'll go on TikTok. Sometimes you'll give up and send me the TikTok video. If it's that serious, I will. Because I'm so sick. You have like 25, by the way, that are waiting for you. Oh, do I? Yeah, no, I don't mess with TikTok. But um, we will like have a conversation on Instagram about something totally different. Go on Snapchat and like, um, like I'll be DMing you on Instagram and then I'll get a notification from Snapchat. I'll go to the Snapchat, have an entirely different conversation, text you something not even related to the other app. Like we just have several conversations going on at the same time. And I think like it is... And we fell into a rhythm quite soon after we met, but also like, I want everyone listening to know, like, you deserve someone that will put in that energy and that effort because Rhea puts in the energy. I put in the energy. I text her first. She texts me first. I reach out to her. She reaches out to me. And if you feel like it is one-sided, um, think this is my, I think my biggest advice. And I know we are coming up on time. But I think one of my biggest I'd, I'd like to end on a positive note. Um, <laughs> I think my biggest advice is like if you think your friends aren't being there for you or you feel like they don't care, talk to them about it because they could. It's like when people send messages with periods at the end and you think they're mad at you. But really, that's just how they text. Yeah. Ask ask your friends. Reach out to your friends. And also, I want to leave on, on the note of like a, a little tip, a little tool. Right. Because you are Bob at the Builder. I'm about the builder. No, so my favorite thing to do, and we haven't actually done this together, so maybe maybe we can start doing this since we're both in the saddy sap place. Um, where if you, but usually it's supposed to be when you live with someone, and this goes for like any relationship. When you live with someone, it's you have to work together, right? right. When you're with someone, you have to work together. It's a give and take. 
Um, emphasis on the give, emphasis on the take. Right. Like, it's two-way street, baby. It should not be take, take, take. It should not be give, give, give. Like, let there be, like, it's. Let there be light. <laughs> yes. Amen, amen. Amen, amen. Uh, this is the sound of the dry bows rattling. I cannot believe you just referenced my church music. That is why. As a as a Jew, I'm very angry at the church music. But this is not even related to what we were saying. But I am so angry at the church music industry. Look, you rocked my church music because I rocked my church music. Look. It's it- so unfortunate because I'm really not a big religious person. And Nor some I. of the songs are like quite literally bops like this is the sound of the dry bows rattling like that is like apart but then heaven rescued me Uh uh-huh right Um, like i don't believe in jesus or maybe even god but like yeah amen i have the spirit in me even though i'm like not in that church you know anyways my hands are raised teach pastor teach like it's (laughs) i really turn into a to a church a church girl who goes to church and reads her bible anyway yeah no, we, I, I love that, too, because I did text you, and I was like, I feel like we're really in on church girl eras, because, like... And I was like, it's church thing. girls. What are you talking about? And you were like, from 100 feet away, maybe. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. this is this... And I said, I texted you, and I said, did you hear that? And you're like, what? I was like, this is the sound of the dry bones rattling. Okay, okay. I do want to explain this, because there is consciousness. I lost my fucking purse, which was the start, was, like, the, like, the tip of the iceberg to my mental breakdown that happened last week. I lost my fucking purse. And multiple looked. helped look for this godforsaken purse. And I opened my damn back seat today. It was just sitting there. Just- I want everyone to know, like, when I say we looked, we looked under the seat. We felt all the way around. Like, we checked her trunk. We drove back to the theater she was at, checked the parking lot. And Ray was in the car. And she's like, no, I'm fine. And, like, you were starting to cry. And so you put on <laughs> your church music. And you were like, amen. Like, the Lord has plans for me. And you're not a particularly religious person. No. Like, I literally, I was like, this is my default setting. Let's go back. I literally, I like customer rebooted. She's like, a reformed church girl, guys. Like she I, has, she has, um, she has experience calling people whores in the church. Look, and you know what? I regret it. But you know what? You turn into what you hate the most. Amen. <laughs> amen. Amen. Anyways, go ahead with your tidbit. <laughs> side, tip. side note. Yeah. So my tip though, um. There's this thing where you go in and you ask, like, the person you're with and you say, all right, I'm at, you know, X out of 100% right now. What are you at? So, like, let's say, Jenna, out of 100, what percent are you functioning at right now? Currently, solid 50. Okay. So, then uh, you would so say. So, what, what percent are you rocking at? I'm rocking at a 60%, but I have the energy to carry your 50%. So, let's go. Oh god this is the sound of the dry bones rattling <laughs> so see how that works so then you make up the 200 percent. can i make up your part oh i actually i love that that's a really good can't. way of saying do you have the capacity to deal yeah. with this right now can't you say okay great you know what i think i need to go watch a movie in this room and you need to go do whatever you need to do for right your- yourself until you're either at full capacity or i can help also normalize just being on the phone with people and doing nothing oh my god that's called a couch friend normalize doing that because i feel like in our society it's so we go we go we go we go but like my three best friends you included are couch friends yeah i think being in silence is a really great thing and it's for us as chatty kathy is right 
it's difficult, but there is something kind of comforting about being able to be in a room with someone and not talk at all, but just knowing that someone else is there. And that is reachable that you can talk to. And like we, I think, I think that's the thing is like with my, with my best friends, like you are all couch friends and I am so lucky to have you. Like we, when you drive from LA to where you live, you'll just sometimes if I'm, if I'm awake, you'll call me and we'll just, sometimes I'm literally reading on my Kindle and you're just like driving. But yeah, it is, it's, it's nice. I'll, I'll like, also I think too, I don't have ADHD, but I do have a really hard time doing tasks. So having someone that's just there that is like, are you still doing this? Or like, I'll text you and I'll be like, I need help with accountability this week on this. Right. And And I'll be like, right. So what are you up to right now? Are you doing what you said you do? Are you saying the nice things about yourself? And you're like, no. "No." (laughs) Which update? I haven't done that always. Right, right. It's The thing is like, you know what, guys? Like this life is, life is rough. Life is hard. And she flows. And find Find something that makes you content, even if you don't think you – if you can't be happy, try to be content. Yeah. And, like, who is that? That's not Rhea. Why did I think it was you? I just got a <laughs> notification on my phone, but we're literally talking. I think, I think, yeah, I think I'll end on, like, it is okay to not be okay. It's okay not to be okay. That's a song somewhere. I don't know where it's from, but it is. But it – Oh, it, I love that. It's also okay to joke about if that's how you're going to cope with it, but also don't push it down. I think that's my last thing is like, don't let it fester because it will turn into something you cannot control. Yeah. It fester, letting things fester in your body will rot you from the inside out. Yeah. Um, something I think we both know. And yeah. Know. Intimately. It's, it's painful. And I am very lucky and can happily say um, that I've made it out of that. Like, yeah. The darkest things that I've gone through. Yeah, um, I can too. And I haven't repeated patterns that I used Right, to- which is something you're really good at is like like congratulating yourself. Because yeah. like I'll text you and I'm like, hey, are you good? And you're like, you know what? I could be worse. And I know yeah. that, but I'm catching myself. Yes, I think that's – account. A- get an accountability buddy. Get an accountability buddy, someone that you can hold you accountable. Also, yeah. when is this episode coming out? Next week. Next week. Okay. So for you guys, it's going to be obviously the day. The um. day of. So for us, <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Um, I think the next time we film, it will be or record it will be my birthday or maybe after my birthday. Oh my gosh. I forgot. Isn't that crazy? I'm literally turning 24. Anyways, I. Next did... time we film? Oh, Lord. <laughs> I'll be 24. <laughs> what does that mean for me? Um, closer to dying. Anyways. So, dude, you have 365 days. Well, minus the days until your birthday, and then your brain will be fully developed. I don't believe that. Um, I think <laughs> I have a little You're bit right. more. I get it. I'm an anomaly. I am the I am the only exception. Um, oh, heard. Is your brain already developed, or are you giving yourself more time? Right. And on that note, I think. <laughs> 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 on that note listen to the song uh what is it called the oh rattle Ra- listen rattle? to rattle and also listen to spin that dre dre by which is watch me whip watch me nay but it's the jewish version so i'm giving i'm giving the children a little bit of everything a little every religion i'm sure there's a kwanzaa song somewhere that i don't know about dude if you guys have kwanzaa song rex 
Let us know so we can bop with you. We 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 love religious music. It smacks. Like I'm just very angry that Christian like music is like so good. Like it makes me as a songwriter, I have this I carry this Jewish guilt of like not creating the industry of pop Hanukkah music. And you know what? You and I need to sit down because I be knowing. You know more about my religion than I do. We went to a bookstore and I was reading the Bible and I literally was like, whoa, this is crazy. And you were like, well, yeah. And I was like, wow. Did you know? And you were like, well, yeah. Like, she was, she was a big church kid. I, f- I have been talking about this for a minute and we will end the podcast on this note. Because right. We keep saying that, but we don't. I have 4% left. So we will end the podcast <laughs> on this note. Um, I think it'd be really interesting because I've never been to Temple. So I think it'd be really interesting. <gasps> I went with you to temple and you came to me with ch- to church. As and long as the dry bones are rattling. I will. Okay. Well, we might have to go back east for that. But <laughs> but maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe, you know, LA, there's probably. Mosaic's there's, a big uh, celebrity church. Uh-huh, they probably so have banging music. I, I'm sure we can get pretty, pretty uppity. Yeah, and I would love to. I would love to take you to the synagogue. Yeah, I, I just wanna I wanna experience each other's religions because I think they'll be they'll be fun. And like, I feel cool. like we should vlog it. Maybe not. That seems like desecration or blasphemy <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, welcome back to our church vlog. Right. Welcome back to our church vlog. Also, yeah, and I think yeah, right. Yeah. Anyways, so I am so glad I was able to catch up with you. I do feel like I'm at sixty percent now. I feel infinitely yeah. better. Um, and so next week, hopefully, we'll actually talk about. Uh, clean and dirty romances because I have some stuff to say and then we already have plans for the next couple episodes but if we don't how whenever this comes out like take a use this as your reminder to breathe yeah do that do that inhale for seven hold for do the box method which a friend told me about when she went to the mental hospital is you (laughs) breathe in and you're like tracing the line of a square and then you breathe out and you trace the I'm using my fingers if you at home can hear or see but you like breathe in for four and then breathe out and make the top of the the box the cube and then breathe in and you just make the square so like square box breathing is what they call it anyways this was amazing and I did say it was going to be a 30 minute episode and it is factually 51 minutes around We are chatty and we had a lot to say, but I think all things were said oh, that yeah. they were good and they were hopefully helpful or entertaining or just also leave us more comments, please. Yeah. ACG California. I hope that is California. You really kicked us off and you made our day. I sent it to my mom and she said, awesome with a star emoji. And my <laughs> boyfriend said, that's funny. <laughs> so <laughs> Thank you. I almost said his name. So did I. Thank you to my boyfriend. Anyway, thank you to my man. Thank you to my man. Thank you to my man. All right. So we will see you all next week. week. Bye. This has been Two Idiots in a Blanket with Jenna and Rhea.